This is Alex and Al Coast to Coast, a show dedicated to exploring insurance news, topics, and trends shaping the market today. Here are your hosts, Alex Littlejohn and Al Tobin. Well, hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Alex and Al Coast to Coast podcast. Today, we're going to have a superstar guest from Chubb, Lindsay Christopher, whom I know many of you have worked with in the past. She's EVP with the Large Account Construction Division. Before we dive into it, though, Al and I have some news to talk about. So, Al, let's go on the product side. What are you hearing about? Let's talk a little bit about hurricane season. Sure, super. Uh, very timely for our audience. Um, and, and welcome, everybody. Uh, Al Tobin from, uh, from New York at Alliant. A lot going on in the marketplace. June 1st is a really big property renewal time. Um, most of the, the accounts with catastrophic exposure want to get it done before then, um, before things start cropping up in the Atlantic Basin. So on the underwriting side, I think there's a little bit of uh, underwriting fatigue going on right now. You know, there's a lot of activity, a lot of new submissions, a lot of customers are asking for deductible changes, limit changes, possibly not buying certain layers, or maybe even going to a Carter retention. Uh, which is kind of a new thing uh, to save cost. And they're going back to underwriters and asking for a series of quotes. So, you know, for if underwriter X had 10 renewals for June 1, he's probably re-quoting them two or three times. So that's gone up three times and that's creating a lot of fatigue on the underwriting side. And, uh, well, you know, we need them and uh, we're looking forward to celebrating post June 1st from a carrier perspective. Oh, Al, I was just going to ask. I mean, I'm kind of hearing good news around capacity, though. I'm not. I'm hearing that programs are getting completed compared to last year, where there was just gaps all over the place. What, are you are you seeing anything on that on that side? Yeah. So, so I think there's definitely some some new entrants into the field. Certainly, some new capacity coming out of London. There's new capacity uh, in the states. You know, for example, use a, a big company like our guest today. You know, if, if they like a risk or they were putting up 10 million last year, they're they're more than comfortable to putting up 15 on renewal this year for, for the right risk. So, you know, capacity is, is available. There's still a lot of arduous underwriting going on. One of the things that has slowed down the process is COVID has impacted India in a dramatic way, as we probably all read about. India is a major supplier of intellectual capital to the property insurance world through the modeling groups. I myself have, have been there and, and, and witnessed the amount of folks that work there and the amount of clients they have. And their clients are not just our retail clients, but are all the insurance companies that need to model. So that has created a bottleneck with those folks, unfortunately, have been impacted themselves by COVID, but their families and friends, as we've all read about. So our hearts go out to them right now. And yeah. moving right along, you know, that is a critical component to getting property insurance done in any time of the year from the standpoint of modeling. And back to the question yeah. about hurricane season, you know, NOAA has forecasted an active year, something in the neighborhood of 13 to 20 name storms. But let's get down to the important ones. They think three to six majors. And what is that doing? That is driving customers uh, to be active in the buying of deductible buybacks, paying strict attention to their modeling results. Um, we used to say 250 year event. Now we're saying 500. 
I've, I've heard up to 10,000 people are looking at from the standpoint of purchasing limits. So a lot of activity in that regard, Alex. Mm, oh, good to hear. Well, it's almost over. So fingers crossed that the, we get through the renewal season good. And then, and then we have, we, we, we stay lower than those six storms because <laughs> that no one needs that. I, you know, I just wanted to add on to this and this may not be really under the, under the, under the guise of a product, but we're Alliance in conjunction with the FBI is going to host, and I know this is near and dear to your heart, Al, a webinar for our hospitality clients and, and anyone, quite frankly, that wants to join um, on human trafficking. It's a presentation very well done out of the FBI hub in New Jersey, focusing down in the uh, Atlantic City area and how they are working hard to stop the human trafficking, but also giving our clients and prospect ways of understanding how to prevent and be aware of human trafficking that could occur on their properties. So look forward to that uh, probably the end of June. Once we get through the quarter, we're looking to do it maybe that second week in July. It's, it's really, really well done. So we're looking forward to it. I'm just going to say that's that's very timely for our hospitality clients um, because you know hospitality has changed dramatically. Maybe not necessarily the beachfront hotels that people go on vacations, but the inner city hotels are are really changed their occupancy. You know, from tourists yeah. to to other aspects based on what's going on in local geography. So very timely in that regard, Alex. Um, I just had one outrageous that I wanted to throw out there, Al. I know you'll probably hit on the constant movement of people, but I'll tell you, it's a turn for the worst in auto. And, you know, maybe Lindsay's going to bring this up when we talk to her, but buyers need to be aware. Limits within that first 10 million is, is continuing to take a turn. There is reinsurance that could be solving for it, but anywhere between that eight, 8 million excess of 2 million in the auto realm really is driving outrageous costs. So right where we might be seeing some light at the end of the tunnel on, on the property side, um, we are ramping up on and continue to ramp up on the auto and excess liability side. So we called it and said that primary was going to be affected. Well, it's now being affected and, and it's continuing to drive poor results on the, on the auto side. So our buyers need to be aware. Al, anything else you have to add on the outrageous yeah. or funny? <laughs> Well, I kind of look at it as fun because I was in the in the New York City office the other day, and just we we've we've invested as we are across the country in some serious talent on the M and A side, specific to transaction liability, and you know our team was just humming you know half a dozen new employees in the past six months, working on lots of new opportunities and and binding deals and. You know, it kind of just made me feel like I can't wait to get back into the office full time. So I'll visit New York City a little bit more often. Ah, that will be great. It was good to have you in there. I was there last week and it was a lot of fun. And thanks and shout out to, to all of those that um, that hung out and we got to get together and, and meet each other. It was really great to be back in New York City. So, all right. Well, without further ado, we have a special guest, as mentioned in the opening, Lindsay Christopher, who is just a... Uh, a veteran, I know I, I hate saying that, Lindsay, I'm sorry, but a veteran in, in the construction industry. And she has been with Chubb for quite a many years. She started her career in New York with AIG and then moved over to Chubb and now been there, I think, almost 10 years. But great news, and we're super happy to have you. Great appointment last month um, where Chubb promoted Lindsay to executive vice president, and she is now the construction industry practice leader for the large account segment. And, you know, this comes with all the things you'd expect a, a title and responsibility 
of such to, to have where you know, she's overseeing the strategic direction and she's leading all of the teams. And so we thought, you know, Al and I, as we talk about who our guests should be, we thought it's super topical to have a person like Lindsay join our podcast and just give us a little bit of insight into what's going on. So Lindsay, first of all, congratulations. Thank We're super you. excited for you. Love to hear, you know, things that are going on over at Chubb and, you know, we, we, we kind of have a few questions. Sure. Thanks, Alex. And uh, thank you both, Alex and Al, for having me today. It's very exciting. To be honest, it is my first uh, quote-unquote interview. So um, I'm thrilled and definitely no better way to start it off. And you know, Thank you for having me on to talk about Chubb and our industry, our construction industry practice. So I've been in the role about six weeks now. It's been um, very exciting, very fast-paced, but it's you know, it, it's exciting for me. As, as Alex mentioned, I've been at Chubb about eight and a half years now, always in the primary casualty construction underwriting space. So this broadens my view um, a bit a bit more and really excited for that. So in this new role, I have direct responsibility for the primary and excess construction group uh, within Chubb um, and also oversight for our larger construction industry practice. So, you know, incorporating the surety, builder's risk, environmental, all the other lines that touch construction to really round out Chubb's product offering for large national construction clients. So Chubb and and specifically our construction industry practice, we're really focused on quality and execution. And I'll be looking to continue the success and ambition of my predecessors of how do we build a sustainable platform for our construction clients that will, you know, really at the end of the day, allow us to provide top-notch service to our clients across multiple lines of business, breaking down those silos, um, you know, not just focusing on each, you know, individual line of business, but really providing a holistic approach and focusing, you know, again, not only just on the, the insurance policies, but the services that we provide, the loss control, the claim services, which have also think some great value adds that we have are physicians, um, global client executives, claim business consultants, you know, dedicated individuals that become a single point of contact for our insureds when you know, often uh, across many lines, these large complex accounts can have multiple brokers on, you know, one on primary, one on casualty, yet Chubb might write pieces of the portfolio in, in different areas. So we, we really try to bring that service aspect into every aspect and every line of business. So um, that's what we're trying to do. And, you know, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to continuing down that path and seeing what we can do to just increase our, our quality of service and, and execution for the, the construction industry practice. You know, it's something I'm very passionate about. And our team of people at Chubb within our construction team, it's just a phenomenal group of individuals that I'm really privileged to work with every day. So it just makes it that much easier and that much more fun on a day-to-day basis. Can I, can I ask a question from the economic standpoint? Lots of things changed uh, in 2020. Um, a lot of things were put on hold. You know, certainly a lot of our clients suffered a significant reduction in revenues. Uh, I suspect the same has happened in the construction side where projects were, you know, maybe poorly capitalized and weren't sure about the future. And how has that uh, taken off in the, you know, early 2021? And how do you guys see this leading into next year? You're definitely right. Our clients were hurt, uh, just like the other industries, right? And 
a loss of revenue. I would, I think ENR reported about a 20% loss and or revenues down about 20% overall across the industry. Backlogs certainly shrunk last year as we saw, you know, not new, not much new work being added to the backlogs, but our contractors sort of working off that, working off that backlog. L- luckily, you know, construction in many areas was deemed essential fairly quickly. I mean, definitely, uh, each state was a little bit different and had kind of their own protocols on um, what was deemed essential and what wasn't. So we did see construction pick back up and get back to work, but they lost a lot of efficiency and productivity, right? When um, they were trying to follow social distance protocols or a lot more expense on their end too, right? That was never forecasted, never budgeted for in terms of additional PPE or more man, well, maybe not more man hours, but man hours spread out over different shifts, contractors working different shifts to limit the number of people on any site at one given time. Um, so they definitely was a tough year for our construction clients as well. They were in the transition. We, you know, 2021, I would say things are, are coming back. We are seeing, you know, construction is starting to pick up month after month. The reports are positive. The architectural billings are positive. They're all moving in the right direction. So we are starting to see, we're starting to see momentum. I I don't think, uh, you know, it's not, certainly not back to where it was in 2019. Um, We were in a very, you know, a very healthy construction market in 2019. And I do expect that by 2022, we'll get back there, but it hasn't quite picked up yet. But I do think, you know, for the most part, our contractors are doing well and sustaining their revenues and their, you know, a slow increase, I would say, in their revenues. So just to follow on Al's question, so for our clients and and potential clients of and potential clients of Chubb, what are the areas that they should be prepared? How can we slash our clients, you know, best prepare them for this transitional year, this upcoming, we've been, it's COVID sliced with a hard market that was already there, right? And, you know, as we go into it, we're in a hard market and then we're, then we get hit with COVID. And what can you tell our, our listeners and, and you know, for the benefit of Al and I, you know, what should we prepare our clients and prospects for? Yeah, I would say, you know, a few things. One is it's still a hard market. Um, rates are still firm. Alex, as you mentioned, you know, auto is very, it is, it's not pretty. And the results are, are very tough. A lot of carriers are feeling that the results are poor. Some of these losses and settlements are, are just so outrageous, and and we're seeing mm-hmm. it across the board. You know, at fault, not at fault accidents. We're just seeing that you know millions and millions of dollars on every settlement. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So whereas you know from a casualty property thing, things may be starting to slow down slightly. You know, auto has not. Um, so you know, mm-hmm. be prepared. It's still a hard market, even if you. And I would say as you know, the market, I would say, is starting this off and slightly, and it, and it will continue to, but I wouldn't expect, I wouldn't expect a full softening of the market for a while. And I also would caution that even after this, you know, market correction, call it might be, might be over, you know, underwriters and insurers will be, they'll, they'll be more comfortable with the adequacy of the pricing of their accounts, right? They'll, they'll feel that their accounts are just in a healthier position. Carriers, you know, kind of after this correction or this really struggle to get rates and get pricing to that adequate level, they'll be looking to keep up with loss trends every year. So it doesn't mean that once we, you know, are done with sort of these big rate changes that 
from you know we're flat from there on out right that's not the case because that's what that is what got us here to begin with is that the market was so soft it was flat rates it was rate decreases for a decade um without keeping pace with the inflation and the inflation and escalation of these claims costs so keep that in mind rates will continue to rise at a much more modest pace but you know there will still be increases better information drives better underwriting results right? So part of the hard market is coverage as well, right? Rates rates have increased, but coverages, terms and conditions yeah. have become harder to provide. And the underwriting information needed has become a bit more in depth and, and carriers across the board are, are really diving into specific and certain coverages that maybe in the past, they didn't as much. It was more of a marketplace standard coverage, whereas we've seen losses emerge from some of these coverages. So um, the underwriting process has really morphed and grown there. So have that data, provide your underwriters with what they're asking for, because at the end of the day, they need the data to underwrite the risk and, you know, make the case, right, to to price your risk better than the next. But without the data, without the information, you're not arming them with anything. Um, and then I would say start early. Each account is still difficult. There's still a lot of fluctuation in the market and the excess, you know, excess layers. So start early, develop relationships with uh, your underwriters and your carriers, because it, it really does help. And it helps when we see it help. It's not when it's, you know, a soft market, you get things done really easy. You see it help when, when you need something, when you have a hard time and, you, you know, you, you can't make a premium payment or you can't, you know, you, you need a coverage that really wasn't anticipated. And you see those relationships and you see that trust developed over time, that it really helps when you know, push comes to shove and, and when there's a difficult situation. So it's a worthwhile investment. So Lindsay, taking that a step further, I suspect then you're encouraging your, your underwriters and your brokers to get clients on the phone, do some Zooms, get out early, you know, discuss what expectations are and discuss what absolutely, are. Absolutely. Yeah. And what, you know, um, Chubb specifically, we're always happy, you know, we're always happy to meet our clients, always happy to arm you and, and, you know, brokers and clients with, with our data or, you know, your own loss data or whatever we can to show you, you know, what we're looking at, how we're underwriting the risk, what, you know, the losses in the market, what we've seen. We're always, you know, we try to be very transparent with our clients and brokers. Great. Lindsay, that sounds great. Yeah, Lindsay, just appreciate you coming on and, and having a, a chat with us. It's great and it's informative and, and we take it as a highlight. So hopefully it joins on more <laughs> questions that, that, that come our way and, and we keep on talking because I think the way we communicate around this is absolutely incredibly important to get good results from our market. So I just want to thank you again for coming and joining on. And Al, close her out. Okay. Well, once again, thanks from uh, Alex and Al Coast to Coast at Alliant. Leave it off with everybody. We'll talk to you soon and stay classy out there, insurance industry. Thank you for listening to this episode of Alex and Al Coast to Coast. For more information, visit us at www.alliant.com.